Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, thank you for listening to this broadcast. I trust it is a blessing to you. I would like to hear your comments, prayer requests, and testimonies. You are welcome to send them to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com and follow me on Twitter at It's About underscore Jesus. If God is leading you to support this ministry, you may send your donations by PayPal or Venmo to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. In advance, I would like to thank you for your gift because every gift is appreciated, regardless of the amount. Praise the Lord. The last couple of weeks I shared, we have what we say. And I will continue to talk about this subject this week. We can have what we say. So this is part three. Our words are powerful. Either we are speaking words of life or words of death. We want to speak words of life. We can have what we say, either good or bad. I use examples from the Bible of people who had faith to believe Jesus for their physical healing in their bodies or for someone else's physical healing, such as the woman, the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, Jairus for his 12-year-old daughter, and the two blind men. As a result of them saying something and having faith in Jesus, the healing was manifested as they believed. The same can happen to us today. When we speak God's word of our physical bodies and faith, we too will be healed in Jesus' name. Last week, I ended the broadcast with a powerful story of the late brother Kenneth Hagin Sr. that he shared at a meeting back in October of 1981. And I'm going to give you a condensed overview of that story. But in the story, what he shared, actually it happened. It wasn't make-believe. It really happened. There were two families. One family was a faithful Christian family who were deacons and tithers at his church. And they attended church regularly. And the other family, well, the husband, he was unsaved. And the wife, she was a non-member who attended the church about four times a year, but never gave any money. Both families had small children under the age of three who needed prayer when their uh, children were sick. If they had the flu or some other kind of sickness, they would um, call Brother Hagen to come over to the house and pray for them, for their children. So when Brother Hagen prayed for the Christian family's children, their fevers um, tend not to leave immediately. But when he prayed for the unsaved family's children, their fevers or their flu seemed to leave immediately. This situation perplexed Brother Hagen and caused him to waver in prayer for the unsaved family because he felt if anybody's children should be healed, it should be the Christian family. 
So this really bothered Brother Hagen because you know Brother Hagen, he's a man of faith. He's known as the the, the father of faith. And he know that here he couldn't be waving in faith because God will not answer. But yet God continued to answer the prayer when he prayed for this one family who um, was unsaved. And so this bothered him. So he went in his office and he prayed to God and he was asking because he couldn't understand why weren't the Christian family's children being healed immediately like the unsaved family's children. And after going to God in prayer, he realized that there was a universal law of faith that works for anyone who believes it, regardless if he was a sinner or Christian, unsaved or saved. It didn't matter what he found. We must have faith. And that is so important today. We must have faith. When we speak, we must have faith. We can have what we say if we mix our words with faith. Praise God. Now, the Christian family were speaking doubt and unbelief, saying there is no sense calling Brother Hagen because our kids don't get healed. Whereas the unsaved family believed that if the man of God prayed for their children, they will be healed. Now, isn't that something? Here you have Christians and not walking in total faith, they're going by their situation, circumstances. Here, this is Brother Hagen. He was knocking on their door and they're taking a long time to answer. He's taking out his pocket knife, beating on the door, hoping someone will hear. Now here they're calling him to the house to pray for their children. But the expectation wasn't there. But here, the other family, they're running, greeting him to the door, eager to see him with great expectation. We want to make sure we have faith in God and in our words have power. Here they were saying something. If we want healing in our bodies, we must couple our words with faith, the God kind of faith and not doubt in our hearts. When we speak the word of God in faith, which is the words of life, we will have what we say. Also, if we speak doubt and unbelief and not the word of God, words of death, we will have that as well. So Brother Hagen realized there was a principle of faith that works for anybody who used it. In Mark 5, 28, the woman with the issue of blood said, if only I may touch his clothes, I should be made whole. And one translation said, if I can touch the hem of his, his garment, I will be made whole. And another, if I can touch his clothes, I will be made well. She said something. She came with expectation. And as a result, she was made whole. Jesus healed her. Hallelujah. Mark 5, 34, Jesus says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Again, she said something in Mark 5, 23, Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, fell at the feet of Jesus and said, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. In Mark 5, 36, Jesus told Jairus, do not be afraid. 
only believe. I'm going to tell you, if you received a negative report from your physician saying you have cancer or you have some uncurable disease, I say to you today, do not be afraid. Only believe. When Jesus arrived to Jairus' house, he was told that Jairus' 12-year-old daughter was dead. There were mourners there, people weeping and wailing, and Jesus kicked them all out of the room, all out, except for her mother and father and the few that he had with him. And he told the people that this girl is not dead. She's sleeping. Jesus took her hand and she arose. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Do you remember what Jesus told the two blind men? We talked about them last week in Matthew chapter nine. Do you believe I am able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. Now tell me, are you able to believe that Jesus can change your situation for you for the better? Yes, I hope you're saying yes, he can. Today, we must be willing to tell Jesus, yes, Lord. Jesus touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were open. We can have what we say. It is according to our faith. What are we saying? Are we speaking the word of God of our situations? Or are we speaking words of doubt and unbelief? We can have what we say. In all of these instances in the gospels, someone said something and it was said in faith according to God's word and each received what he or she said. Now, I said this on last week, and it bears repeating. Jesus never told the people that it was according to his faith or according to his disciples' faith that they will be healed. It is according to our faith. So be it unto us. It is our faith that makes us whole or healed. We must not be afraid. Only believe. It is possible for us to have that God kind of faith. We can believe. Praise God. Let's look at Numbers chapter 13, verses 27 through 33. And this is Moses. He sent out 12 spies to search out the land and including Joshua and Caleb. And this is what they said. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there and the Ammonites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jubasites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession 
for we are well able to overcome it. I want to say that again. Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours it its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Now let's look at numbers 14, five through 11 real quick. It says, then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Zephaniah, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, the land we pass through to spy out is exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? Now let's look at Numbers 1430. It says, except for Caleb, the son of Zephaniah, and Joshua, the son of Nun, you shall by no means enter the land which I swore I will make you dwell in. See how, it is, how important it is for what we say, our words? Here those 10 spies were looking at the giants, but Caleb and Joshua kept their eyes on God, looking at the promises of God, Hallelujah. We are well able to overcome it. I have to continue this on next week. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we understand we can have what we say. Help us to speak the God kind of faith of our bodies. If we can believe, all things are possible. According to our faith, sickness and disease must leave our bodies. For by Jesus stripes, we are healed. In Jesus name. Amen. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus.